We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yes, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. I'm your host, Nick Day. It's at the Lame Shows. You can find me, A-double-L, in the building. What up? Yo, a lot, a lot, a lot of sports is going on. We were talking about that before we started recording, how if you think this is bad and you're overall now, wait until the FIFA World Cup next winter. Right, it's going to start like 7 a.m. and then 8.30, Sunday Night Football. we to have to watch like Pat Mahomes. It's like... 12 hours just non-stop sports <laughs> yeah i mean for me usually i uh play football on sundays mm-hmm. come home around like 11 30 12 last minute dfs lineups last minute fantasy lineups and then go in but this weekend was uh <clears throat> i went out for josh's birthday friday night shout out to josh mm-hmm. i gotta say dude i don't think i've ate this bad in a very long time is it a summer thing or just events on events? It was uh, events on events. Okay. So Friday night went out for Josh's birthday. After drinking, maybe I had like three or four drinks. I, I wasn't I wasn't hammered, mm-hmm. but I didn't eat from about five o'clock in the afternoon because then I had jujitsu at eight. So I didn't want to like go if dude if I eat within ninety minutes of class, you're yakking. It's brutal. Like brutal. I can't get through the warm up. I also feel like. 100 Blood pounds heavier yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so i try for the 8 30 classes five o'clock 5 30 is my last meal if not mm-hmm. i like punish myself and not eat <clears throat> so i go i do jujitsu and then from there come back home shower take an uber to the place and i'm looking at the menu at the place i'm not gonna throw them under the bus but because i had a good time it was yeah. a good time but it was appetizing it wasn't a place I would order food from. Okay. Just put it like that. Okay. The vibe was cool. Music yeah, was dope. Yeah. Very Latino. You know, me, Spanish chicks. Top, top, top. Top of the food <laughs> chain. So I was in a zone there. And then after I go to a food truck, I get a uh, chicken souvlaki platter. Oh, no. Went right to bed. Oh, no. Wake up. Tremendous workout Saturday. Okay. No side effects, nothing. Clanging and banging. 
watching the Portugal Germany game at the gym. Banger. From there, I come home. I don't eat. Didn't have breakfast. Nothing. Take a shower, and I head all the way to Port Jefferson, my aunt's crib out there. Cousin's little cousin's birthday. Dude, I showed you the plate. I ate so much. It was like it was gross. And I'm talking about like penne, uh, fried chicken, burgers, calamari, calamari, pizza. You get excited. Sometimes you just can't hold back. Like you just see all this food around you. It's like, I got to feast. Like how do I say no to this? You know, when you order like a sub from a sandwich place and they'll give you like those like uh, foam containers. Yeah. When you open up that container, I had both sides of the plate just fucking. It was nasty. My dad goes, you're not drinking today? I was like, did you see how much I ate? Yeah. Oh, and I had the greatest carrot muffin of all time. Carrot muffin. Right. It was just. I'm a big muffin guy, so. Hey, oh, yeah, red velvet. Just, yeah. And then yeah, velvet. carrot cake muffin. Oh, yeah. dude. <laughs> I told one of the ladies there, I was like, because she said, oh, which one of these are good? I was like, yo, the carrot cake is bomb. Yeah. And then I go to get one for the road, and there was no carrot cake, so she took the last one. And as I was leaving, I was like, I should have been an asshole and told you not to get that one because it sucked. But man, it was and rough. It, yeah. And then, and then today, I mean, we just had pizza. Yeah, it cleanses <clears throat> needed this week, dude. I mean, I I went on a four mile run this morning, and then I walked home, so I really did like a six mile trip. Okay. But still, just. Yeah, what are hot. your what are your uh cravings weaknesses you know i put up a picture on my yeah, instagram <laughs> it was like uh doritos it's cool ranch doritos okay Specific. beer pizza and french fries uh definitely beer is a definite guilty pleasure of mine of that i'm pretty disciplined during the week weekend i definitely like to splurge a little bit but beer is always the one and i mexican food Oh, okay. Yeah. You see, with me, I like I have a cheap meal. Mm-hmm. I had a cheap weekend, yeah. so every fucking thing I ate was yeah. a nightmare. <laughs> and even throughout the week, it's so hard. I, yeah. I allow myself. I allow myself. I kind of had like an epiphany this mm-hmm. uh, on that run, bro. I I fucking work out a lot. My mm-hmm. regimen is crazy. I, I sent it to boss. He's like, "Yo, that's how much you work out." Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been working out with Dylan, and then I do jujitsu at night. Started doing yoga, mm-hmm. trying to throw my leg behind yeah, my, you know, get a little very useful. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then obviously jujitsu, and then I try to get ten miles of running a week, not all at once, but I try to do like maybe three to four miles on Wednesday, a light run on Friday, two miles, and then one of the weekend days, go on a run. And I'm like, yo, I should be in way better shape than I am, bro. Like the way I'm working out is like i'm a professional athlete yeah. and i'm not you know but i have all this new time now with just being able to create full time i'm like let me take advantage of it so i allow myself three cheat meals a week so if you have 21 meals you know breakfast lunch and right. dinner that's, that's the week that's the goal that's the goal yeah. i allow myself three cheat meals i try not to have them on the same day or back-to-back <laughs> days but you're talking about from fucking friday and mind you, what I ate Friday before I went to the gym mm-hmm. was a cheeseburger deluxe. So it was just... Dude, I don't know how you do that It was so <laughs> shitty. I think I put on like 20 pounds this weekend. I didn't, but I feel like I did. Damn. Cleanse. <sighs> cleanse. Uh, cleanse d- season. Drink water, eat vegetables, eat fruit, and maybe some seafood too. Oh my God. That's, that's and, and fucking, I get hit up to go watch the games tomorrow. Monday at the time that you guys are oh. listening to it, 
And then there's games on th- Tuesday. It, and hey, we got a break Thursday and Friday this week. Well, well, Wednesday, you're like, yo, let's go watch the Portugal-France game. We, that's going to be we, big. We, we'll keep it clean. We'll, tr- uh, we'll attempt to. Fuck, yeah, it's going to be a big one, though. Fuck. And then you got 4th of July coming up. Then you got the Connor fight. I'm going to AC for a bachelor party. It's like, fuck, yo. It's supposed to be stallion summer, and I'm fucking <laughs> falling yeah, apart here. New York City's back. You went out this weekend. Yeah, saying. so I was out Saturday. Uh because I thought Saturday's slate for the Euros was like the best out of all the group stage. Like France-Hungary was interesting just because how good Hungary looked against Portugal. And Until what do they you know? Apart, yeah. yeah, and then what do you know? They put up a great performance against France. Obviously, Portugal-Germany, the hype was there. I went to Smithfield Hall, which is a very popular soccer bar. Grant Wall was there like the day before. I was hoping to run into it, but Grant Wall was unfortunately oh, not there. <laughs> that would be crazy. He always randomly pops up in bars in New York City. Just hey, why not? It's... it's there's so many places yeah. to go to in the city. So it, I, I thought it was going to be a German invasion. The Portuguese held up there all. Like, it was a good Portuguese crowd. And I went over to Legends for Spain, Poland. Uh, more entertained than I thought just because Spain is just so brutal to watch. But the game actually had, it had some good drama. So it was just cool seeing everyone out and just jerseys everywhere. Like, oh, man, dude, so many Germans around. And understandably so. This was probably like the happiest of Germans I've been since like 2014. Yeah, if you think about it, they got... They got housed in uh, the 2018 World Cup. They didn't even make it out the group. Euros, the last Euros made it to the semifinal, and they, uh, they did beat Italy. But besides that, I thought Germans are kind of, it was kind of like a forgettable. Right. Run. Yeah. And but, then also with this with this German team coming into the Euro Cup, not many expectations. Right. Given the group of death and just all the turmoil that's it, going on. Joachim term- Lowe's swan song. Right. And also yeah. like some of those players, you know, the Schweinsteigers and closer not be mm. not closer that's um, um goat said yeah. too like those guys that era of the german team has kind of transitioned pretty too. much just muller and hummels left yeah. yeah and hummels had retired and he came back right. basically for this one and they scored a one hell of own goal <laughs> yeah yeah dude uh what do you what do you think about i know we'll be jumping around a yeah. lot but everyone's played two games now italy's group has been locked up so italy three for three um they win their group they were the favorite to win the group mm-hmm. they've looked i would say the best of everyone so far completely dominant yeah they, they just they just win every second ball just how crisp they are and just i think six or seven goals have been from open play like today was their first goal from a set piece which is really impressive considering the time reputation is very defensive scoring on set pieces now it's just everything's free-flowing and they got a decision made because I thought if you watch the Wales game, like Verratti looked so good. This was his first game back. He was winning tackles. He had assists. I think he created the most chances. He looks back on it. But then you have the situation where it's Italy's got Barella, Jorginho, uh, and then Locatelli who scored the brace against Switzerland. And now you have Verratti coming back. Like, a oh, big decision. Like, which of the three out of the four are you going to play in your midfield? Because usually you don't want to break up a winning team, but at the same time, it's like, Verratti's such a special player. But if you're Italy, you got to be stoked. Like, to me, they've been the most convincing team by far. That They haven't been threatened at all this tournament, and I'm really looking forward to seeing them be tested. It looks like, bracket-wise, them and Belgium can meet in the quarters, and that would be, you want to talk about a sensational matchup. Oof. Yeah, I'm trying to pull up the bracket right now while we talk. The one thing that I really liked about Italy, you know, something we sort of spotlighted um, going into this tournament not your traditional Italy team, mm-hmm. not defensive minded like mm-hmm. you said, and um, a lot of unknown with this new goalie coming in. Still got to give a defense. Pro- not allowed a single goal. Right, yeah. right. But 
offensively they've been free flowing. Yeah. yeah. And creating chances too. Sure. Like they're dominating and high quality chances yeah. too. So I think this Italian team is very interesting. And again, you know, like just I was talking with uh with a lot of my family yesterday because my my aunt married an Italian dude. So like my cousins are all Italian, you know, uh, yeah. Italian by marriage kind of thing. But um they're all wearing like their Italian jerseys and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it was uh it was funny, one of the guys there they were talking about betting and I kinda just had like my foot kinda crossed like that. Uh-huh. And I was on my phone. Yeah. And um I'm just like looking over at them and like we kinda make eye contact. He's like, Hey kid, you know about betting? I was like, Yeah, a little bit. Hey kid. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then uh my uncle Danny was so he goes, Yeah, this fucking kid, he's like, he's a guru, this kid's a star. Yeah, he's like, yeah. Of course he knows he knows more about betting than all of us. Yeah. And then uh, he was like, yo, what do you think of Italy coming into the tournament? I was like, yo, look, my expectations were super low because a lot of guys sort of, this is a new crop of Italian players. I knew they would bounce back Mm -hmm. because it was a fucking national travesty that they didn't make the World Cup, right? And they're kind of just, you know, again, they're just always in the background. Right. Like you're talking about your Belgiums, your Frances, Mm -hmm. your your England. You're like, yo, don't forget about the Italians, especially with the group. And look, they're going to play Group C second place. Basically, group C, whoever wins Austria-Ukraine. Austria-Ukraine. So that's a pretty favorable, favorable draw. Yeah. It should make it through. Yeah. Let's be honest. It should make it through. <laughs> so, yeah, the Italians, man, they're, um, they're legit. Can I ask you about that red card? To the oh, World today? A little harsh. Oh, uh, maybe be, <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. It was, I, I felt for it. Like, it was pretty nasty, but not to that extent. Definitely a card. Yeah. That was the first straight red of the tournament, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the second red of the tournament. Same referee. Okay. He gave the okay. red Polish card in the Polish Cor- yeah. Mongoliak, yeah. I was like, come on, man. Yeah. Straight red. Like, that's a little excessive. Right. But Wills holds on. I mean, they didn't hold on in the game. They lost 1-0. They but they second. make it through. And they're second in the group. And they will be playing second in Group B. Which is very much still up for grabs. Russia has it right now. But then it could be Finland. Denmark is still not out of it, which I'm happy about. You want to hear a stat? Denmark. 43 shots so far as tournament two games only allowed seven shots only one goal scored three conceded and they missed the penalty and they, and one of those goals allowed i remember you tweeted about this that second goal belgium scored which finished with de bruyne that was oh, one of the best goals of tour my favorite goal of the tournament over schick the Schick one is is like the highlight reel, but like as a pure soccer pure, yeah. fan, the build up, the one twos, the, the way Lukaku dribbled through them, his size, yo, he, and then uh, KV uh, De Bruyne, KDB. he just comes off the bench. All right, we're down one nothing. All right, we'll finish this. And just like oh, bottom, weak, near weaker post, foot too, weaker foot, like yeah. that. That was my favorite goal of the tournament. Man. Yeah, Bel- Belgium making it easy. What are you? Let's all right. Let's go back a little bit to the. Um, <clears throat> couple days prior um just the second round of of everyone playing mm-hmm. uh again italy they won 3-0 against switzerland wales let's skip over that a little mm-hmm. bit let's go to um ukraine macedonia didn't really so much but the penalties two missed penalties in the same game yeah sheesh 
But it was good to see Ukraine going because I thought you know, we talked about Portugal, Germany a little bit. We're going to get more into it, but you know, Ukraine, Netherlands, we talked about really good game, and I just, I just see this Ukraine team as like a free flowing side. Like the, it's not one of those mid tier countries that's going to play really rigid. It's like no, they're going to attack. So we saw the, the nice back heel which Yarmolenko finished. Uh, Ukraine, look, I don't expect them to go far, but I think at least they're entertaining, which you got to take. Well, l- listen, if they end up finishing second in that group, playing Italy. No, this is Group B, isn't no, it? No, Ukraine's Group C with Austria, North Macedonia, and Netherlands. Ah, uh, okay. You know why? Because look at this layout here. That's why I got confused. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay, so scratch that. Yeah, they would play Italy. Second oh, place of B, I believe, plays Wales, which that's a pretty good draw. It's, it's a nice like draw. Wales, Denmark, Wales, Russia. Yeah. yeah or it won't count out Finland, even though. Yeah. Well, <laughs> both both sides, both the team from. Mm-hmm. Group B, who finishes yeah. second, is probably like, yo, we get yeah. we get Wales, yeah. and then Wales is also like, yo, we get second. Right? I want to give a little quick shout for Wales because I thought how the, I know, man, Turkey talk about the biggest left on the tour, but that Wales going to Baku, like Baku's right next to Turkey, mm-hmm. so for them to go there and win two nothing and made seeing vintage Gareth Bale just a joy to watch, and then even Aaron Ramsey popping up, so. Uh, it, Wales, I always get a good vibe when I watch Wales, and I underestimate them totally. And I'm glad I had to eat my words because they still have enough talent where it's like, all right, we could definitely enjoy this. And who doesn't love watching Bale? Even though, man, he skied that penalty. You want to talk about Rosie? That penalty just went. Flying. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. And also today he had a chance. Great on chance. The, yeah, on that the volley. Yeah. Just like it, right outside. Like I think it was on the penalty mark. Right, it was a set piece. Yeah. Um, okay, let's move on over to. What were your Dutch boys? Dutch boys, listen. They, um, 2 0. This dude, Dumfries, bro. He's gonna get signed. So I don't know where he's gonna get signed. He's gonna get signed. Yeah. Yeah. The two most impressive players for me this tournament that I didn't know anything about Dumfries and uh, Spinazzola. Yeah. So two fullbacks. Got left back and right back. And I love that kind of fullback who yeah. attacks overlaps right. and crosses and creates right and then gets in on like the counters like he's like that second goal the way he just ran like, you yeah. only see right backs do that off the counter like that so i'm still not really all that uh convinced by netherlands but look you gotta beat whoever's in front of you. like i i have people telling me oh italy they haven't beaten one yet but i'm like look it's group stage you gotta beat whoever's in front of you i think italy's looked far more dominant than netherlands but it's just good to see netherlands i think a little more exciting if the pie was a little more clinical he he, he could easily have a hat trick yeah he, he missed i think he has the worst miss of the tournament oh yeah, yeah that was like rough. right there so. well you know why right because oh. yeah i fucking bet that asshole to be top goal scorer and i'm like oh my dad said the same thing he's like he should have three goals at halftime yeah. and he's like of course he does it because we bet him to win i was right. like yeah now Ronaldo and the dude from the Czech Republic Czech, are, yeah. are, are tied. Lukaku's going to get in. That's he's, he's at two. He'll get more. Yeah. Do you think they play him? Because you saw Italy today's kind of, you know, like, well, I'm worried Bel- about, like, yeah. the Netherlands have locked up the top seed. Yeah, I think Netherlands and Belgium, you'll see them rotate. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, y'all. They're definitely yeah. going to send Memphis. I'm going to be tight. Because they already beat Ukraine and Austria mm-hmm. in the North Macedonia camp. But, uh, yeah. Okay. England and Scotland, 0-0. In London, uh, really, really like an ugly game. I felt like a lot given, of fouls too. Given all the hype, because if you follow like ESPN, BBC, you know any sort of major website platform network, 
whatever you want to phrase it as. Like England Scotland was being hyped up as like the end all be all matchup, this the oldest game in football, mm-hmm. the biggest rivalry, and the Tennessee was definitely there. And I, and I was looking forward just because, all right, Scotland. It's been over 20 years, and I thought even though the scoreline didn't show it, like they played really well against Czech Republic. Just they weren't clinical, and Czech Republic scored two wonderful goals. But uh, I did not expect Scotland to have the more dangerous chances. Like they could have scored two with uh, if I think Reese James had a clearing, cleared one off the line, and I don't know. Scotland just doesn't have that striker. But then again, I think with England, it's just they don't know their best team right now. They're still trying to figure out their. A lot of these teams do not know their best line, but I think it's good concerning for England just because. They have so much talent at their disposal, and they don't know how to integrate it. And that's kind of frustrating just because you had time to prepare. And they still, like, like it's bizarre to me that Jane Sancho's not on the bench. Like, uh, one of my favorite journalists' names is Raphael Hogenstein. Uh, he's, like, the main German journalist. He goes, England must be phenomenal attack if Jane Sancho's on, can't even make the bench. Like, imagine him, not even on the bench. Yeah, he didn't, they didn't even, like, dress him. Like, <sighs> Man, I they uh they showed uh Jack Relish mm-hmm. warming up and he got like a, a, a like a indie wrestler pop from the audience. He, he's like the everyone's <laughs> dude. They compared to Gascoigne from the nineties. So like uh he's like their cult hero because he's just such a tricky, diverse player, but uh, he didn't make much of an impact when he came on. Scotland was just well organized and they just they compete. Even though they're the only team right now in the tournament that hasn't scored yet. Just, you can't deny the intensity they're playing with. And uh, I think getting Tierney back was huge. McTominay looks really good for Man United. It just, they're really solidified. Now it's just a matter of they got to score. Uh, for my sake, I hope they don't because they're playing Croatia next. And that's an elimination game. But uh, uh, salute to Scotland, though. I think they gave England everything they could handle. And they probably should have won. I don't see it with England. I said give it a little time. A little time. I think I think the big I think the big concern is Harry Kane right now. That's a big concern. How much time, bro? They they, they play one more game and then it's a knockout stage. You can't give them any more time than that. I think, well, time is one game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say, look, not many teams have been firing all cylinders, and uh, I got, I understand this frustration with England just because there's so much talent there and. Uh, they're still trying to figure out what their best team is, and the defense is still a little creaky, even though they haven't conceded yet. There's still questions back there. Uh, I just think it's a matter of. People want to see Harry Kane and uh, eventually Phil Foden as well. Phil Foden's actually looked pretty bright so far. It's just they want to see that goal. Because you look at a team like England, how do you only have one goal over two games? That I think that's the thing that really... When the whole storyline was your yeah. offensive talent, it was going to be all these weapons at your disposal right. and you can't right. generate any goals. Right, right. Like their best chance, uh, John Stones had a free header, but he hit off the post. Off the post, yeah. Which could have totally changed the game. Because the thing is, like when you're playing, when you're a heavy favorite in these games, that first goal, if you score within the first 15, 20 minutes, then the other teams chasing you and opens things up. It's so crucial if you're a favorite. Well, not even the first 15, 20 minutes. I feel like the the lesser nation, the lesser team Mm -hmm. in this standpoint, what we mean by that is like just the level of talent, right? Right. Like Like a France hunger. You know, this is going to be the fourth straight mentioning of a Greece. All right, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) But but Greece in the Euro Cup when they won it, all those games, they jumped out to a lead Mm -hmm. because – if you scored on Greece, it felt like they were climbing, climbing Mount Everest to, to <laughs> f- fucking tie the game. Yeah. But if they got, but if they got the up ahead, then how deep? Def- yeah, yeah, you know, and they were great at doing that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you saw with Hungary, right? Yeah. Until they gave up that first goal to Portugal, then the floodgates opened up. Right. Uh, the same shit with Italy in that first game. Mm-hmm. It's 0-0. Turkey's playing well. They give up that first goal. Floodgates. Uh-huh. It's just always the case. Right. 
I, I wouldn't panic over England yet, but you, you really need to see a strong response against the Czech Republic, especially since that group, it, they need a win because right now the Czechs have over among goal differential. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. England's got to show something there to you know, secure first place. So I want to see um, what that drawing will look like after because I know that the England group, they play second place of the group yeah, of death. Yeah. So second place would be better, but knowing Gareth Southgate and the whole English mentality, they want first place. They're they're gonna battle for it. I don't think they're gonna be rotating much. I think they have a point to prove, and they need players to get back on form. Even though look, the Czechs are no pushovers. They are. You want to talk about intense teams? First of all, all of them I think are over six feet tall. Besides Schick, that Czech Republic team has to be the tallest in the tournament. They are massive, and they fight for every ball. They're dangerous on set pieces. I think they're going to give England a huge test. They probably should have beat uh, Croatia on Friday. And uh, I think even a knockout stage, I could see them making the quarters. Second in Group D would face second in Group E. Yeah. Is it possible? Is it possible? Ready to put your aluminum foil hat on? Conspiracy all right. theory guy? All right. All right. Black helicopters. <laughs> black black <laughs> helicopters have us surrounded. Um I saw InfoWorlds <laughs> stickers. If you want to lose brain cells. <laughs> all over Dipmars. I was like, when the fuck did this happen? Alex Jones is promoted here. <laughs> but uh, is it possible, on a serious note, England wants to finish second I think to avoid... Definitely, but I just I don't think that's... like Knowing in Gareth Southgate, I don't think that's the message he wants to send across. Like You're going to tell your team... After. They did that in the, in the World Cup. Where they that got was to a, Belgium, though. Big difference. And they were coming off two, like, 5 nothing wins. Over. Well, no, no. They barely beat Tunisia, but then they beat Panama, like, 5 nothing. So they have momentum. I think now, come off the Scotland draw, they're going to go out for it. Even though, no, you're right. The, it's, the second place is definitely a better draw. Even though it would be interesting if they somehow have to face Spain. Even though Spain does not look... No one's going to be f- fearing Spain. Spain. No one's going to be fearing Spain. But, like, you got to realize, when you play Spain, you're going to only have 30% possession. So you just got to capitalize those, like, three, four opportunities. Uh, we're gonna get Spain right right now. Yo, they are. If put it this way, if you're someone who's trying to convince people to watch soccer, mm-hmm. don't make them watch Spain. Okay, because it's a boring fucking watch. You gotta really Spain. enjoy passing and like winning possession to really enjoy Spain because they are slow. It's slow. It's super methodical, and it's. 120 passes in their end of the field. It uh-huh. is abysmal. Yeah. Like, I don't like it at all. At least at least that Spain team back in the day, they'd have like Fernando Torres, Superstars. David Villa. That midfield, like, come on. Xavi and, 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 Iniesta. and they would create, like Jordi Alba would yeah. like come in and make a cross or two. Like here, it's like, yo, they literally want to walk the ball into the net. Mm-hmm. They want to go one, two, one, two, tick, tack, tick, tack. Right, and then right. like, well, it's like, bro, fucking... Shoot. Be aggressive. Yeah. Take, Be aggressive. Yeah, take chances. Damn. Yeah, they don't and, take chances. It's about risk averse as possible. You want to for the love of the football guys. Yeah, they're so, in third right. Like, I don't know what's going to happen with them. Yeah. And yo, uh, they play Slovakia, who Slovakia is in second. Right. They should. They, I would assume they got to win that. Right. But yeah. Sweden playing Poland, I think. Sweden could win that group. Yeah. Sweden wins that group. You get Spain, England in the second round, potentially, in the, in the round of 16. Right. It's just Spain looks so fragile. Like, 
like that goal they can see salute to Lewandowski everyone knows how great he is but it's it just Laporte looks so weak next to like this how they just give up chances like they, remember Poland hit the post in that game and then mm-hmm. they, Lewandowski should have scored in that rebound like I, I feel like whenever Spain loses possession they're so prone to just concede a goal because they have so many players up front just trying to you know, walk into the net and then they don't have the solidity back there because no more PK no more Ramos it's just everything about Spain just seems very fragile hmm and then, oh, speaking of fragile, Morata. Like, I know he scored, but that rebound, I don't know, like right up there with the pie is the worst miss of the tournament. And he just, to me, I compare him, like if you want to make like a football reference, so in terms of body language, like to me, the, the worst quarterbacks with body language was Mark Sanchez and Jay Cutler. Like when they threw an interception, you just see how down they got. When Morata misses a golden opportunity, he just looks like the world's ending. It's just, it's you don't want your... Forget just stars. How about your main striker to have that kind of body language? Like, look, strikers are going to miss chances, but he just—it's bad. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't. I don't want to talk about them anymore. They—they've <laughs> been so frustrating to watch. But uh, um, that Saturday, you were right. Like the Hungary France game was very interesting, mm-hmm. and then Portugal Germany. Germany. This seemed like a statement win for them because now they got Hungary mm-hmm. to end it. Okay. Pretty confident to say that they should win that group. Yeah, it's now. It's, it's in Munich because they yeah. play all their games there. Yeah, unless France goes out and beats Portugal, mm-hmm. which I do see some fuckery happening in that game. I could see France and Portugal tying mm-hmm. to make sure that they both advance. You have a lot of guys that play together, is or have played together in the past. Pogba with the man, man, you guys, you don't buy into that notion. I just think Portugal, after such a letdown. They're going to obviously change up the lineup, and I just think they need some sort of strong response. But they're going to be wary of given how good France is. You know, like I, don't, like I could see them being conservative, but they have to somewhat go for it. Yeah. After a game like that, you, cause, dude, they got picked apart. Like I knew Consuelo was going to be a big loss when he t- tested positive for COVID, but Semedo, oh man, what a liability. And this is not the first time he's been on the, re- the receiving end of a beating. Like, I thought he was the biggest part of why Barcelona lost 8-2 to Bayern. He played right back like Alfonso Davies. Remember when he dribbled? That was on Semedo. So he's been a liability for a long time, and Portugal just does not have a right back. And, you know, Pepe looked every bit of 38 in that game. Oh, yeah. That one play with Gnabry. Yeah. Just had him, like, dancing. I was like, oh, man, imagine Mbappe won a one. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so Portugal, very disappointed. I thought they'd be a lot more organized. You don't see that from a friend, Francisco Santos team. But, hey, I got to eat my words. I was very harsh on Germany coming out of that France game, and they just they looked reborn. And I just now they're playing three at the back. They got these fullbacks. Like, Kimmich has always thought Kimmich was world-class. But now they got this guy, Robert Gosens, who plays for Atalanta. He was just dashing. And it's exciting, man. Salute to Germany. It's, it's, I think the sport's better when Germany's at you know, Yo, how many level. players from Syria are making noise in this tournament that aren't from like Inter and Juventus and AC? It's like Sassuolo, Atalanta, yeah. Napoli, and I know they made some Champions League runs, but right, I'm talking right. about just like historical context. Looking at this team, that's, a, that's it's a good league. Yeah, yeah no, man, for they're, sure. They're 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 doing their thing, and um, I just wonder, especially with Germany, like because not a lot of their players play in England now, England and Italy. It's not just. Not everyone's playing for Bayern or Dortmund. They're pretty uh, the diverse units. So to see everything come together is exciting for them. And uh, I was a little concerned because just at the beginning, it's like, okay. Because I thought the first goal they can see was really bad. It was off a corner. You When you allow a goal off a corner, you go, and you get counterattacked that badly. Like Ronaldo just tapped it. I'm just like, 
oh, it's going to be one of those days for Germany. And then they came back. And then when, they, when that fourth goal went, I'm like, oh, don't tell me they're going to put up seven right now. But it, it, it uh, dialed down a bit. But now, like, so you mentioned you think Portugal for France, it could be a draw. Yeah. You think they could do that? Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I feel like France now is, I know France, we talked about this before, how France always starts off slow in the group stage. But come off that game against Hungary when I thought they blew a couple of big opportunities. Like, I think Benzema is going to have a point to prove now because I think he's looked pretty lethargic these first two games. Second in Group F would play first in Group D, which is the England group. Who is the winner of that group? The winner of Group F plays third place oh, so in, the third in place. Group A, B, or C. Okay. That so ending, yeah. they would end up playing. So if it's like Germany. That's a huge advantage. Like, yeah, that's yeah. a massive advantage. So I think you have to go for it. And I believe, I believe first in Group F. That game is going to be in Budapest. Wow. So, Munich. Oh, they got a lot of games in Hungary. Yeah, they do. I guess because COVID, uh, they're totally open over there. Maybe that's why they want to capitalize it. But I'm surprised at how many games are in Hungary. Yeah. Yeah. That crowd was so good. <laughs> I just couldn't believe that goal when he hopped over. I forgot the player's name in Hungary. But then the journalist. Yeah, Fiola. There yeah. you go. Santa's eyes set him up. And just that woman broadcaster just there, like, wondering what's going on. He just smacks the table. Just That, to me, was one of the more funnier parts of the tour. But, yeah, but uh, I, I, I think Saturday really delivered because I thought from Wednesday. Well, not when, no, Wednesday was good because Italy put on one of the best performances against Switzerland. But I thought Thursday and Friday were very lackluster for the most part. Uh, not too many memorable things from those two days. I thought Saturday really brought the tournament to life. And, you know, hopefully now with some of these teams, ha- you know, with high stakes we get a good ending to it because i do think the group stage has had some big lulls and at this point let's just hope we get more like saturday because i thought saturday just drama filled all three games like man that when spain missed that penalty in that rebound (laughs) so this team is not scoring we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Or you already knew this team's not scoring. Yeah. All right. I apologize in advance for how much we jumped around, but there's just so much shit going on, and especially when Group C plays second place, third place. It's all that chaos. Yeah. I missed the old school days when it was like first place, second place in this group. Yeah, Bro, it used yeah. to be matched up. A, B, first place, second place. Second place A plays B, yes, C, D. Yes, yes, Easy. Absolutely. Now it's like, oh, boy, what's this concept? Um. Okay, last thing on the Euro Cup, and then there's some NBA I want to talk about. Uh, are you prepared, Alan, 
for Croatia to come in last in the group. Oh, I, I thought we were dodging this discussion. <laughs> I was after we talked about England Scotland, I was like, all right, we're yo, slowly getting away. And then uh, yo, so um that game is gonna get played in Glasgow. Winner probably gets third place and the winner will probably get a slot. I think one of the, th- the four third place slots yeah. the winner gets. And Croatia at the start of the Euros was plus five hundred to finish last in the group. So this is going to be a, a huge sort of uh, thing. You know, th- three years looks more like 10 years when you watch Croatia. They just look so lethargic. Like, it's a brutal watch. Like, I have no defense for it. Like, I, for, I tried getting my godson who's four years old to watch it. He was just like looking at it like, what's going on? <laughs> like, what's going on? And the Czechs were just playing a lot more quick. It's just, it's just crazy. And the thing is, I don't even think they're out of that. Like, obviously, Modric is old, Perisic Lover and Vida, they're all in their 30s, but it's just young players haven't really blossomed. Coaches make a lot of questionable decisions. Rebic up top looks like he's completely lost of confidence. And it's just, it's just you're waiting and waiting. But everything just seems like a struggle. And you just see a lot. Like, like you saw Denmark, that first half against Belgium. Just, I'll make a comparison like that. That first half, they were just fighting for every ball, creating chances. There's just not a lot of intensity with Croatia. And you watch Scotland now, even though they haven't scored yet, playing a lot more intensity. I'm very fearful Tuesday, and Scotland, the, just with that home crowd as well, it's gonna get dicey. And oh man, Modric has to go out like this. Oh man, it's gonna be hard. You're gonna you're gonna see because we're gonna be recording a few days after. It's gonna it's gonna be hard. But I want to stay a little optimistic though. Maybe they could pull one in the bag. Like, hey, Perisic is still firing. Man, mm-hmm. that goal, Golazo, vintage bro. Perisic. Yeah, always scores in major tournaments, my man. But. Besides that, very, very little positives, and I'm not all that optimistic. But, hey, they're still in it. You know, it's funny. Like, I was talking all about, oh, I hate the third-place format. Now this is what I'm living for. Third place, fingers crossed. You always start to love it when your team is in position to get something like that. (laughs) Yo, um, I want to pivot over to the NBA. Uh, Tremendous, tremendous Game 7 in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, Semifinals, excuse me. Mm -hmm. Bucks, Nets, Bucks do it. Bucks do it. Um, Giannis with a, I think, his best game of his career. He really needed it after how that game five went. When game, it was, what a disaster for the Bucks in that game. You know, for him to deliver like that. And ooh, how about Middleton? Middleton's another one. Kind of been, I want not written off necessarily, but someone that just I don't think gets the respect that he deserves. Like people don't think he's a number two. I think he's a number two and pretty damn good one. Yeah, he's um. He seems to be like their guy that can create a bucket for himself mm. down the stretch of games. You saw that game one against Miami? <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. He seems to be their closer because mm-hmm. Giannis can't really create his own shot. Mm-hmm. I was talking about that with Impy. The one concern I have if I'm a Bucks fan, man, if the Nets could have gotten anything from Harden or from like Joe Harris who went three of nine from three, I think they lose that game, and here's why. Holiday, five of 23. Middleton, 9 of 26. Giannis went 15 to 24. It's mm-hmm. a lot of missed shots, bro. And I put out a tweet during one of those Stephen A. Smith rants where he was like, Giannis is not a superstar. Giannis this, that. It's mm-hmm. like, well, yeah, they're going to be losing games when the other two go 17 of 43 from the field yeah. it's like because both of them are kind of streaky when it comes to shooting yeah great but, playmakers and, but streaky and even and even in this series like the games that the bucks lost 
it's been those kind of performances, which right. is interesting that they had these kind of performances and they won. Brooke Lopez revenge game. Yeah. He had nineteen and, and eight. Yeah. And I wonder if people remember that Brooke Lopez was on the Nets at one point. Like I think people forget about like he was actually there for a long time. Dude, he was when the Nets had um Vince Carter. That, but like I'm talking about like recent when the Celtics had their pick and like Boston Twitter and, and Celtics Twitter would always talk about like, yo, fucking Brooke Lopez is winning these like random ass Nets games. He'd mm-hmm. end up having like 30. Right. Like they were trying to lose games uh-huh. be- and they, the Celtics fans wanted the Nets to lose games because they had their draft pick. But yeah, man, he had he had himself a nice day. The the Nets, I mean, Durant again, 17 of 36 from the field, but I want him shooting that much. Yeah. Uh, 48 points. An inch further back, game winner over there. But uh, Harden, I, I get he was hurt. It looked like he was hurt. Didn't have it in him. But another letdown in a crucial elimination game. It's the story of his career. Yeah, I hate that's part of his legacy because I think he's one of the most gifted scorers in the league. But when you look back on it, game seven like that. I was a little shocked they didn't play Jeff Green more. Considering mm-hmm. the game he had the previous, I don't know what Steve Nash. That was where he had no field goal attempts yeah. either. Did he play only like fifteen minutes? Yeah, thirteen minutes. Thirteen minutes, and then Landry Shamit seven, and that's it. So they went with seven. Yeah. Both these teams kind of light on the bench. Yeah, even even the so they played um, Thanasis for mm-hmm. a minute, mm-hmm. and then they played Brandon Forbes for five, and then Cunnington for twenty three. Right. But besides that, yeah, they went. It was basically a seven on seven. With the with the sub, not even six six on six kind of, <laughs> but yeah, like it was weird not to see Jeff Green where he went seven of eight from three. Role players elevate themselves mm-hmm. at home. The crowd was behind it too, but it, it just showed that for as great as Durant is, when the other team's big three shows up and plays well, it's it's hard man to do it on your own. Mm-hmm. And he and again he got nothing from Harden. Five of seventeen from the field, two of twelve from three, and it just sucks that this is the story of James Harden's career. When it matters most, playoffs, elimination game, game sixes, game sevens, he has those three of eighteen, five of seventeen from the field. You thought when he left Houston wouldn't be the case anymore, and it shouldn't have been the case because if they had Kyrie, first of all, if they have Kyrie, the series is over, right? But if they have Kyrie in a game like this, and the excuse. That my buddy Dylan, our friend Dylan, because yeah. he's a big Nets fan, he would say like, yo, bro, because I would text Dylan and be like, yo, are you ready for the 3 of 18 James Harden performance when you're going to need the most? He's like, dude, that's not going to matter because in Houston, he didn't have Kyrie and Durant. Right, right, right. So Man. that's why yeah. it's going to yeah. suck for him because I agree with you. One of the best players of our generation. Mm-hmm. But again, this is the story of his career. Paul George, same shit. But Paul George's been balling Paul out George's with the Clippers, dude. I got a quick question though about Brooklyn. Does I guess I want because you're always gonna be interested in NBA regardless. But like, does your excitement level slightly go down now that Brooklyn's out? Did you really want to see them in the finals? No, my oh. excitement level goes up. Oh, Lamb's up. Well, yeah, you know, Giannis yeah. um, financially invested oh, to the fin- Milwaukee oh, Bucks as oh, well. Oh, yeah, you've been talking about this for and, and, <laughs> and, and the Suns will get to the West in a little yeah. bit. But no matter what happens in this uh, 
76ers Hawks game because we're recording about 30 minutes before that game. Let's go Hawks. Yeah, I'm, Hawks. All, I'm all with the Hawks. <laughs> you're down because you're down with the ATL. I'm all team. with the Hawks. Man. But think about it, yo. Think about. Uh, I think this year is going to be a legacy title for many reasons. Giannis might get his first one. Paul George might get his first one. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, mm-hmm. Joel Embiid, mm-hmm. the process. Yeah. Uh, Trey Young. You know, so someone's going to get a ring for the first time. Yeah. So my intrigue has gone up. Ah, nice. Okay. Uh, it That doesn't, I mean, I, I like the NBA. Uh, I watch it all the time yes. anyway. So that yeah. that notion of, oh, we know who's going to win. Like, dude, that was, how come you watch the NFL then? Where right. for 20 years we knew the Patriots were going to make the AFC title game. Fortunately, yes. Right? <laughs> yeah. So like, so you're a little hypocritical because you yeah. like to bet on the NFL mm-hmm. and you like to play fantasy football. Right. I'm not talking about you. Yeah. I'm talking about in general. Yeah. Um, myself too like why am i watching a, a jaguars titans game five years ago when it's mariota and like jake locker playing it's like i'm watching Wait, hold this. on that was two players on the same team you're right uh <laughs> Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert. there you go there you go jake locker wow washington sinus yeah. they thought he was gonna be the truth uh same draft as cam right yeah yeah okay Man. yeah but going back to that it's like why else are you watching a jaguars titans game? right, right. it's because of fantasy football exactly. it's betting Cause that's that's your classic Thursday night game. That's like if I think of Thursday night football, it's Jaguars Titans. Yeah. So, but no, you you definitely sold me on. Like obviously, I'm always hyped up about the NBA, but the fact that now we have some real legacies. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's I think it's wide open too. Uh, oh, absolutely. I think now there's there's no one that would surprise me if they won. Right. Maybe I don't know what, what the Hawks. If the Hawks go through, well, I picked the Hawks to win this series against oh, the 76ers. Nice. Um, and this was even with uh, Embiid being like fully healthy, mm-hmm. although he was questionable for the game fact that he's one, playing. But, yeah, but he's playing. Yeah, um, but look, I think, I think, yeah, I would agree with you. You know what? Now that you're just, saying it, just all- because they were a fifty. Remember before Nate McClellan or Nate McMillan, excuse me, came in, they were like a eleventh place. Yeah. They were really underachieving. Yeah, and for them to be here now, well, they had the fourth best record in the East after he took over. Right. So hell of a coaching job. Uh, I, I actually wanted to ask you about the Jazz. You want to touch because they were number one seed. You think it's a huge missed opportunity on their part? I think it's a fireable offense for uh, a lot of people in Utah. Wow. Um, without Kawhi, also to lose mm-hmm. that game, and you're up like twenty something points in that. So I have an issue, and I talked about this with MP on that last pod. If you guys haven't checked that out, this part of the conversation is very relevant, mm-hmm. and I want to ask you. I can't give a guy two hundred million dollars who can't make a bucket for me. Yeah, the Rudy Gobert stuff is just, and it's a, yet another playoff series mm-hmm. where he's being dragged out of the paint and they're just exploiting him. Right. I don't think he's the best defender in the league. I think he's a very, I would say he's very overrated. You think Ben Simmons might be the best? And I, I know he's having a brutal series. I'm talking about defensively, Ben Simmons. Ben here. Simmons, yeah. Giannis, yeah. Draymond Green. I need oh, you Draymond, to be able yeah. to guard guys on the perimeter, right. bro. No one plays down low anymore. Like, yeah, all right, you're getting two blocks a game. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. Although, if it would have been interesting if they played Phoenix because Aiden, Aiden Gobert would have been a cool matchup. But this, these are a few teams though. Like, like you saw Clippers. That's how they beat the Dallas. Small ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just, I think it's a huge letdown for the organization because they've been trying to push, oh, we're going to be the number one seed. We're legit. But no no one was really buying into them. All year. Yeah. All year. Like, all right, so what? Yeah. So yeah. what? And now it's like, yeah, so what? All year. Yeah. Any any guests I would have on talking NBA, I'd be like, yeah, what do you think of the Jazz? Like, mm, all right, regular season team. <laughs> That's, 
Like, yo, if you're yeah, a has the number one seed ever really been like not taken that seriously before? There was that Celtics team with Isaiah Thomas. Oh. That 51 Isaiah Thomas team. Oh. It was like, yo, bro, no one's. I mean, I know LeBron was still yeah. with the Cavs and they were still good. But they got that top seed. And then that one year, the Raptors were the top seed. And then the Hawks were uh, the first place. And then they got swept by the Cavs. Hawks were one seed at one point? Hawks was this were like the Josh Medal Horford days? This was like Joe Johnson and yes. Kyle Korver. Oh, okay. So yeah. Then, wow, I had no idea they were one seed. They were one seed. Yeah. And then they got Budenholzer, coach for the Bucks. Oh, okay. So, um, Suns won game one. And Devin Booker went absolutely nuclear. Congo just laid it on the table and he said, This is what we're going to be dealing with all day. You guys are all going to enjoy this. 40 point triple double. His team needed it because no Chris Paul, the COVID stuff. Yeah. Is a huge win for the Suns because you're at home. Chris Paul's not playing. You're rested because they haven't played in two seven. days. Yeah. They're on two days rest. Yeah. They're without Kawhi. Conflicting reports. Like I, I hit up Dunbar and I was like, Yo, is Kawhi out? Like, for a year, I heard torn ACL. People were saying torn ACL. Shams tweeted torn ACL, and now it's like he didn't travel with Phoenix because he's rehabbing, trying to be active mm-hmm. for Game Three. And it's like, oh right, well, that completely changes everything. But I, in the event that Kawhi does not come back, this feels like a short series to me. Yeah, which would be such a letdown because. Clippers, they've gotten momentum now, and I kind of like their veteran core. Like the fact that Reggie Jackson is not disappointing more. You see Batum out nowhere coming through. Marcus Morris, like they actually have a fun veteran core. But it's just Phoenix is just so loaded. Like I love that starting lineup so much. Like one to five with obviously Chris Paul. It's just you have playmakers everywhere, and you have tough defensive mind players too. Like Bridges and Crowder, they're gonna make you work. Yeah, and a lot of guys that have found their role, like Payne. Payne was just known for the handshakes yeah. with the thunder. Hey, Dario Sadic, 15 minutes a game. Dario! <laughs> he, he's, he's back Dario. after five, five other teams. Dario never left, man. <laughs> Dario's always been here. Dude, he was the man off Philly. Then, like, I don't know what happened. But I'm, I'm glad he found his niche. But if, I just think Phoenix, the way they built that team, really went. Now that Aiton's taking his play up mm-hmm. to another level. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Ultimately, like, if I pick the finals, I would love to see Suns-Hawks. But... Uh, sign tells me I, I think this might really be the Bucks here. Yeah, it seemed like they slayed Goliath, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna stay pat with the Bucks pick because I thought whoever won this Nets Bucks mm-hmm. was gonna win the whole thing. So I'm staying pat with that. Uh, if you want me to have a crazy uh, out of body experience, Suns Bucks in the finals would be fantastic because mm-hmm. I have tickets on both. Uh-huh. So you gotta be feeling pretty confident right now. I mean, yeah, little um, saying that I have, where I really think the most overrated thing we say in sports talk and sports culture is the hottest team wins. I don't think so. I think it's the healthiest. I think it's a team that is the healthiest. Have all hands on deck mm-hmm. because if I have a healthy team and I'm stumbling into the playoffs, mm-hmm. I'll take that over a team that's hobbled but they've won eight in a row. Right. Cause like, what good is that if like your your best wide receiver, your yeah. running back, and your quarterback, are and out? you don't know the caliber of op- uh, opposition that you know, those eight games, like how many of those teams were yeah. actually good? Yeah, yeah. So give me, let me just have all the bullets in the chamber, lock cocked, ready to unload, and mm-hmm. I don't care about the rest. 
the fact that also Suns have opportunity to knock out both LA teams in, during this run. That's right. And yo, what about proven. what about this storyline? Chris Paul, I know he didn't play in game one, mm-hmm. but going up against the Clippers to get to the finals. There's some Clippers first ever conference finals. Chris Paul waiting all these years to make a finals. Now he gotta go up against a team who the prime of his career mm-hmm. was with the Clippers, Lob City, all that yeah. shit and those devastating losses, it's 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 crazy, man. Sports sometimes they write these like storybook just storytelling and just right there. It's just and it just happens like every fucking night you have a story right. like this. Like what was it? Was it last Wednesday? Like four big basketball stories dropped and it was like not even one o'clock. Oh yeah, in the morning. It was Chris Paul, Leonard, um, Stan Van Gundy, and Scott Brooks. Yeah. Those two gang fired. And, and then it was the Luca report where he was like that Wednesday just like it was like two o'clock and people were just like, Yo, what's this NBA? Like NBA, can you chill out? Like Yeah, 10, 10 AM in the West Coast. So like, yeah, we were just having breakfast right now. Like, what the fuck is happening? Quiet towards ACL. Oh god. Yeah. But yo, I think uh I think to answer one of the questions, just to reiterate, um I'm I'm more intrigued. I think I'm more intrigued at this point of the NBA playoffs. Than I've been in a very very long time with what's left, because unpredictability factor and just a lot of new blood. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, outside of the Hawks, I wouldn't be surprised if anyone wins it. Right. And it's still a lot of pressure. Like we all know what's going to be Philly, but man, Philly. I just feel like that fan base is just like so wired right now. Not a fireable offense if you're Doc Rivers, because you just got there. Major change, like you gotta but, make a some sort of move. I mean, people have been packaging fake trades with and Simmons or Embiid for like five years now, and it's you know it sucks. Like CJ McCollum's another guy. They're always like, all right, he's. It it doesn't mean when you when you do these fake trades and like it doesn't mean that Ben Simmons, CJ McCollum, Jalen Brown are like bad players. It just means that they're not the number one guys on their team. Mm-hmm. And they're the only trade asset that you would go after. Right. Like, who else do you want on Portland if you can't have Dame? You want CJ. Mm. Who else, if you can't have Tatum on Boston, who else do you Jaylen want? Jalen Brown. So yeah. it's it's not a knock to them. It's not that they're bad. It's just like, like just yo. how he is. If I'm going to make a trade to get a superstar and you got to give me some some good shit. Right. So it's going to be exciting. Boom. It'll be exciting. Um, most disappointing team of the Euro. It's got to be your Croatia Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> I say you up because it has to be Croatia. has to be Croatia. Like, I, I could I could go out to... You know, Turkey scored one goal and allowed eight. Yeah. And remember, two of their games were in Azerbaijan, which is, like, just unbelievable. But, look, I didn't have huge expectations for Croatia, but I expected more than one goal in 108 minutes and just a lot more intensity. Because what made up Croatia's run in 2018 is they were just fighting for every second ball and creating chances nonstop. Like, they pretty much scored... More than a, uh, they scored two goals or more in pretty much every game last mm-hmm. week. Now they're just struggling to create even chances. So, yeah, that's for me. It's got to be their Croatia or Turkey. I wanted to get you fired up just one more time before we sign off. Yeah. Dick move, right? Dick move. Hey, look, they, <laughs> they play Tuesday. I went on Tuesday. Let me at least enjoy a knockout stage game, even though they probably play Belgium and good lord, I don't know about that. <laughs> Alan, this was fun, bro. Where can they find you? Alan Sturk, A-L-L-E-N-S-T-R-K. At The Lame Show is where you can find me. At Veterans Minimum is where you can find everything for the show. 
Check out the Patreon starting this week. You'll be getting team-by-team previews, solo pods, 32s and 32s. Uh, Not so much solo. I'm going to have some guests on, and uh, I'll be recording some NFC South stuff with Alan, too, when the time comes for that. But check those out. And then a big, big announcement coming for what the prize is going to be for the NFL contest this year. I've already told Alan about it, and uh, I think you guys are really going to like this one. Um, To spoil it a little bit, spoiler a little mm-hmm. bit um it, it's gonna involve the trip and going somewhere to the winner so with that said check out all the stuff that's coming out and we'll catch you guys next time For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.